good day and welcome to another episode of the Encouragement 511 podcast. My name is Al Argo. I am the Positive Impact Coach and I have the privilege of being your host on this weekly podcast where our only goal is simply to encourage you and to encourage you to encourage others. Every week on the podcast, we have an encouraging word of the week and our word this week is simply counsel. The word counsel is a noun, and it simply means advice, especially that which is given formally. And so it's my joy and my privilege to have our special guest today, all the way from the state of Georgia, uh, specialist in the area of stress and anxiety, a professional counselor. Help me welcome Darcy Reinagle. Darcy, welcome to Encouragement 511 Podcast. Thank you. Good morning, Al. It's great to be here. Well, thank you for joining the show. I got to see you and your family recently in person in the Georgia area, and uh, you, you're right around the Mountain Gap area, which is just about, what, an hour or so south of Atlanta? Yes, it is. Love the area. Love Georgia. Of course, love all of uh, America. And tell us uh, about your practice and, and your background and, and how you became to counsel people there in the Georgia area and virtually as well. Um, well, I have a clinical master's degree in clinical Christian counseling from Colorado Theological Seminary. And I'm also an ordained minister with the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. And I have certifications in trauma and also in anger management. So that's a little bit of my credentials. But I have an office at Mountain Gap Church there in, in Georgia. And so I am of help to the congregation as well as the surrounding counties. And I also do some counseling over the phone. My preference is in person, but over the phone is also effective. Right. And one of the reasons why I'm having you on the show today is not only because you and uh, your family are dear friends of ours, but you are an expert. I see you as an expert in this whole area of stress and anxiety. And, and of course, I just released my brand new book, Blessed right. Beyond Stress. And, and the subtitle is How to Overcome the subtitle is How to Overcome Adversity, Manage Stress, and Live a Life of Resilience. And right. so I actually have just received my first print copies in the last couple of days. And uh, I started writing it a couple of years ago, but it's just a process of, of writing and editing and, and then releasing the book. And, and of course, you have a copy of that. But I wanted to bring yes. you on just to introduce you to, to our listeners and also to get some advice from you on how we can really deal with this whole area of stress and anxiety. This is an area that, that we're seeing a lot, not only in America, but really around the world. Any tips that, uh, that you highly recommend? that we pay attention to? Right. This is an area that I deal with all the time. Almost, well, virtually everyone who comes to my office, this is one of the first things that we do is to bring a release of that stress so that um, they can be in a better mind to make decisions, better able to process even the situation they're in. So I have tools that you call working from the body up. Because when we have a lot of stress, our stress reaction system, our fight flight alarm system is triggered. Mm -hmm. So then our body is flooded with these stress chemicals and it affects so many processes and organs in our body. And it also inhibits our ability to have access just to our prefrontal cortex, which is where we process our information. 
where we make decisions from. So working from the body up, it's a trauma-informed method. And what we do is if just throughout the day, notice if you're tense, if your muscles are tense, then you relax them. It's a deliberate process. Mm-hmm. So you're noticing, even if you don't necessarily feel stressed, just notice what's happening mm-hmm. and relax your muscles. When you relax your muscles, it's a signal to stop the stress hormones. And so we're using our body to trigger that system to just shut down, to just calm down. So that's one thing that we can do. Another thing is just if you're in a stressful situation, just do the relax your muscles, just like sit down. Or if you can't sit down, just stand relax your muscles, just take those deep, slow breaths. You can even unfocus your eyes. All of these signal the stress reaction that everything's okay and it can stop, that you're not actually in danger because that system is there just to save our life. But most Americans have that system going off for every little thing. And so it's really hard on your health because there, there are systems in your body, like your digestion, if you're in that stress mode, it's not functioning properly. And so there's a great wear and tear on your health if you stay in stress a lot. So there's lots that I can tell you, but that is extremely helpful uh, for people, but you have to practice it. Mm-hmm. So stress reaction is something that gets programmed from the time we're little, mm-hmm. and it's programmed by our life experiences. So when you think of it, it's kind of like a deer trail. You think of a deer trail in the woods. It's just this little indentation, but it's visible. And that deer trail, if it gets traveled a lot, you know, would become a trail that people would walk down. This is how some of our roads got created in the U.S. And then maybe it became wider and horses went down it and then they widened it and wagons went down it. Sometimes those became highways. This is how the stress reaction gets programmed in our own life. It's like that. So if we react with stress to a situation, then there's a programming that happens when we're in a similar situation and our brain recognizes, oh, stress is needed here. Those hormones are needed here. It's not safe. So what we begin to do is create pathways to relaxing in the presence of difficulties. But it takes time. It's like those little deer trails then to a peaceful reaction, a calm reaction. So then it takes practice. And that practice actually helps our brain build new uh, neurons and and pathways. Yes, exactly. And, And so you know, you, you and I both love the Lord and we, you know, we, we have a biblical worldview and, and the Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Right. But yet in the garden of Gethsemane, he experienced stress. He was he truly stressed so right. much to the point that he sweat great drops of blood. Right. And, and so everybody's going to have stress at some yes, point. Yes, exactly. I deal with that stress. And you're telling me that we can actually um, and I, and I believe I've, I've heard it before. You can actually start at your feet and like tense your feet and mm-hmm. then relax it, right? Relax your feet. And then you can, you know, just, you know, work up to your ankles and up to your, you know, just all the way right. up your legs and then, and then clench your fist and relax right. and then your right. shoulders. And then also your under your chin, that whole process of, you know, like almost creating a double chin. Right. It, it, it relaxes the back. Mm-hmm. Right. And that. even all the way up to your, all the way up to your scalp, how just you, everything. How do you tense up your scalp? How do you do that? <laughs> I think it takes a little practice, but it's this, it's the idea of it. Just everything you can, and you can also tense everything all at once. 
Uh-huh. Some some people are so in in such a tense mode all the time they don't know what it is to relax. So then, if you tense harder and let that go, it can help to understand how to just relax. That's a really helpful tip. Any other tips that our listeners can apply immediately to help them relax and become less stressed? Yes, this is one of the the cool things I noticed as I researched is that God actually built in things that we do naturally without thinking about it. Now, not everyone does, but you may notice in the world around you when people are stressed, usually men will often just like kind of rub their face when when they're stressed. And women tend to cross their arms in front and kind of grab their biceps and, and just kind of rub their arms like that. They tend to do that or like this in front, you know, we kind of go like this. Those, any gentle massage like that, even that you do yourself, begins to change your brain chemistry toward well-being. It begins to take you out of a fast brain wave to a more slow, which is which is a delta. And if you're fully in delta, then you are in dreamless sleep. So it doesn't take you fully, but it starts leaning you toward delta, which during the delta phase, it's very healing and restoring. So we use this um, when people have been through trauma as, as just a technique. So, and you can do yourself. It doesn't have to have someone else massage you. And sometimes people don't want to be touched by anybody. So it can just that gentle touch all those sensors in our skin begin to change our brain chemistry and it will bring a a relaxed response. And so you you showed the motion for our listeners. Just gently, like your hands lifted up. I'm going to describe that for our listeners who aren't watching. You're just putting palms together. Right. And just a gentle, people have their favorite one or just just like the gentle massaging on the face or crossing your arms and, and gently just even dragging your hands down the opposite arm, just that gentle massage. Some people cannot stand to be touched gently, so they have to do it a little more firmly. It's whatever it is that feels peaceful, feels calming to you. And you can, and you can massage yourself. You can, yes. Yes. You know, even if you're driving down the road, you can take one hand and gently massage the shoulder as you're with your left hand. Right. Just that gentle. And then you can just, uh, you can let the car drive yourself and no. Right. Right. Well, and take those deep breaths. You can't unfocus your eyes if you're driving, (laughs) but you can do the other things. (laughs) And so how did you first get the desire to become a counselor? Oh, well, I have a, I had a very difficult background and, and childhood. And as the Lord led me in healing. I had kind of a long road to healing emotionally and just just being free just to be who I am and and enjoy that. Um, I, I like the name of your website. Your website I just share with our listeners is simply findingfreedom123.com. Right. That's I love that because I, I teach I teach uh not only in Asia but but in America that that God you know, he, he came to save us, but he also came to set us free. Right. He, you know, uh, he who the sun set free is free. Indeed. Right. Every week we have an encouraging quote of the week. And and uh, I just want to share this quote of the week. And this is actually from a, a retina eye surgeon uh, from India. Uh, she's also an author of at least six books. Uh, her name is Dr. Rupleen. And she said, uh, she said, if, if you have a dream, don't just sit there. Gather courage to believe 
that you can succeed and leave no stone unturned to make it a reality. So just like God gave you a dream to become a counselor to help others. Right. And he he gave uh, Dr. Ruplin uh, a dream to become a, a, an eye surgeon right. and, and to become an author. God's given us dreams, whether we're 15 years old or 35 years old or 75 years old. Uh, we're never too young or never too old to dream and to pursue those dreams. See, so many people, you know, they have dreams, but they they think, well, they can't. I can't do that. You know, and and, and or I could do who, who am I? You know, and uh, but but yet those dreams, if you're really, you know, if you're really attuned to uh, to God, uh, you know, if if it lines up to the word of God, if it doesn't go against the word of God, that dream very well is from the Holy Spirit. Do you believe right. if that does that make sense? Yes. What I see often people that I see have been living more in coping mechanisms. And when, if you're living your life with just with coping mechanisms, you're not dreaming. You're not really in touch with, with who you are and, and, and with real life. You're just surviving. Yeah, that's right. And when people want to begin to understand, you know, what's my life about, mm-hmm. I tell them, you know, those things that you have that you hold way deep inside, maybe you haven't even thought of it for a while, mm-hmm. but it's this longing, it's this, this desire that's like deep, deep inside. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, as long as it's not ungodly, I believe that, that that is a clue to your giftings and to what the Lord would want to do in your life. Because sometimes people are afraid and they say, oh, well, you know, I don't dare surrender to God because he might send me to Africa or, or someplace, you know, that I, I, he might have me do something I don't want to do. But what he does is he brings forth those things that are deep inside that mean so much to us. Right. And that's exactly what he did in my life. Mm-hmm. So as I healed, I began to have a deep desire to see other people free. And I was always like, Lord, how do you convey this? How do you transmit this? I wanted to just take what he put in me and just put it in somebody else so that they could be free and, and just have joy and peace in their life. And that's what the Lord did. He instructed me on training, you know, where to go, what to do. And so then that desire that was that meant so much that was deep inside, he brought it to reality. And so really people can find not only freedom, but after freedom comes purpose. Yes. You just on that. You you just touched on that. And so everyone has a purpose. Yes. God, uh, you know, there's no person alive who doesn't have some significant purpose. What even for physically challenged people or financially challenged people, again, everybody's got a challenge of some sort. Yes. Uh, But yet everyone has purpose. Everyone has a destiny and everyone can dream and everyone can make a difference. And and whether, you know, you don't have to be a counselor to make a difference. You don't have to be a pastor to make a difference. You don't have to go to Africa as a missionary. You know, like you mentioned, now some people may go to Africa. Some people may go to South America. Some people may become authors. Some people may become pastors or some people may become truck drivers. And um, I've got a friend of mine who, uh, we'll, we'll listen to the podcast and he's a good friend of mine and he's, uh, he's 19, 20 years old. He wants to be a truck driver and you know why he wants to be a truck driver. He wants to see all 50 States and right. he's going to do it, you know, right. and right. so he's, he's lived in one state all his life and, and, uh, but his dream, and he's a hard worker. He'll get up at, you know, I think he's at work at 5 AM every morning. And right. so as soon as he's able to get his CDL license, I know he's going to, 
you know, now I'm on the road a lot, so I, I, right. and I could never drive a truck, you know, <laughs> me either. <laughs> big, big wheels keep on turning, but Hey, right. it, I, I know in, in all your research and all your studies that you're always reading any That's books uh, that you're reading, recommending. I do have books that I recommend. Um, one of them that I use a lot is just a scripture prayer book. I have seen just a, how powerful it is to simply pray the scriptures. Wow. wow. And it's just a simple book that taught me how. And when we were in the depths of real difficulty in our family, we had some things going very wrong. The Lord just led me to that book. And I would as soon as my eyes would open in the morning, I would just turn to a page and just pray those scriptures. So I would suggest any kind of book like that that helps you to pray the scriptures. Mm-hmm. The one I use is, is, I think, Family Prayer Strategy. It's by Ruth Ruth Shinnis. Her website is a little difficult to find, um, but you could Google Ruth Shinnis and find it. Um, but I think any kind of scripture by topic book that you can just pray those scriptures, we've just seen really powerful change happen with doing that. That's, that sounds like a great book. I, I picked up a couple of weeks ago, I picked up for the first time since I was a young boy, I picked up a devotional book that was written about a hundred years ago called Streams in the Desert. Oh, I've heard of that, I think. An amazing book. It's just so rich. It's just you know, it is a classic and, but I hadn't, you know, I had a copy of that when I was a, a young boy, mm-hmm. but it was really too deep for me as a eight, nine, 10 year old. I, I saw it, but I never read it. And, yeah. uh, and so I'm going through it right now, actually as an audio book. I love, I do a lot of audio books. And so, so right. I, I get up in the morning and before I really, you know, stir, I, I'm just listening. Right. And, and then, and then I still listen to the the daily bread or, you know, or read the daily bread. And uh, well, well, I mentioned your website, which is just simply findingfreedom123.com. Who should call you? Well, I receive calls from from teenagers to you know older adults, anyone who feel, who wants to move forward in their life and has has tried and just spinning their wheels. Anyone who needs just encouragement, somebody walking beside them. You know, often we hesitate because we feel like, well, we should be able to do this ourselves. And some of us are kind of independent that way. It's just, we don't want to have to have somebody, you know, tell us what to do. Of course, I don't tell people what to do. It's more of a coach walking with encouraging, here's the next step, try this. And if you reach out to a counselor, often it can shorten that process dramatically, get you unstuck and moving forward. So I just highly recommend, and especially someone who is trauma-informed, because they know how to work with stress in particular. So, well, Darcy, thank you for taking your time today to join us here at Encouragement 511. Uh, Again, our listeners can find us at encouragement511.com. Uh, and again, the podcast it is weekly. And and our goal, is, again, is simply to encourage you, to build you up, and to encourage you to encourage others. So, Darcy, again, thank you for joining uh, us today. Uh, every week, again, we do have an encouraging word of the week. We have an encouraging quote of the week, but we also have an encouraging scripture of the week. Do you have an encouraging scripture that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, this is a personal favorite, and I do refer to it a lot it's Matthew eleven twenty eight, which is come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And this is Jesus himself speaking to us saying, come, come, I'll give you rest. I will help you with that. You don't have to carry it yourself. 
And rest is also one of those natural ways that we can uh, de-stress. Yes. So we get to rest every day. And we're also commanded to take at least one day a week and rest extensively. Right. And, and so, so we rest every day. We rest every week. And then I believe we should also rest every quarter and every year as well. And and some do that better than others. I'm still learning. Again, I tell people my name's Al. A-L is an acronym for always learning. And uh, <laughs> That's good. Darcy, thank you for joining us today. You've been a, a delight to talk to. Hope that you and your family have a great, great day today and in the days to come. And again, if our listeners uh, would like to connect with you for professional counseling, they can just reach you and find you at www.findingfreedom123.com. Again, my name is Al Argo. I am the Positive Impact Coach, and it's my joy, my pleasure to have you as a guest today on Encouragement 511. Thank you. Till next week. Thank God you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.